0: Bitcoiners, pre-coiners, no-coiners, new-coiners. And of course, Swan Force members, welcome to Swan Lounge, a weekly show in which you get to hang out with the Swan team and some of our friends from the incredibly exciting world of Bitcoin. Now, before we dive in, as always, we are giving away Jan Pritzker's book, Inventing Bitcoin for Free, in an effort to spread Bitcoin knowledge. You can go to swanbitcoin.com slash free book to claim your copy we have it in three different ebook formats and mp3 read by our friend guy swan over at bitcoin audible all we ask is that you pay it forward by sharing the book with at least three friends and family preferably more you know you can even go online you can buy the book you can put it in your friend's mailbox don't even tell them it's great stocking stuffer also just get out there and share bitcoin with as many people as you can we also have the book available in espanol y puede descargar su copia en www.swanbitcon.com raya diagonal libre gratis Nailed it that time. Even more exciting, we are also giving away Gigi's incredible book, 21 Lessons. If you haven't read it yet, it is a must read. It is one of my absolute favorites. Uh, Gigi basically distilled everything he learned going down the rabbit hole uh, and put it into a nice, short, easy book for you to read. Go to swanbitcoin.com slash 21lessons. That's the two, one lessons to get your copy. Uh, Remember, all these links are available in the description below, so make sure to check them out. Um, as always, I got to ask, are you, are you signed up for Swan Force yet? Because if you're not, I'm not angry. You know what I'm going to say. I'm, I'm just disappointed. I'm very disappointed. All right. Swan Force is our amazing referral program where you can get paid in Bitcoin to recruit new Bitcoiners. Sign up at swanbitcoin.com slash enlist to get started. You'll earn 25% of Swan's fees on their purchases for an entire year. And your referral will get $10 of free Bitcoin when they open an account with Swan. It's easy. Go do it. You're already going out there. You're already orange milling your friends and family. Why not get paid to do it? And why not help your friends get $10 of Bitcoin when they sign up? I'd also like to welcome anyone who is new to the show and new to Swan Bitcoin. What is Swan Bitcoin? Quite simply, Swan Bitcoin is the best way to accumulate Bitcoin with automatic recurring buys, with instant buys, with wires up to $10 million. We have some of the lowest fees in the industry for automatic dollar cost averaging. What is dollar cost averaging? Dollar cost averaging is where you buy a specific amount of Bitcoin over a specific time period. So you might buy $100 a week. You might buy, you know, $100 a month. You might buy $100 a day. You might buy less or more. Basically, it allows you to dampen your exposure to volatility. Bitcoin is undergoing a process of monetization, as we like to say. So, you know, it can be volatile, though it tends to be volatile towards the upside. Um, if you're new to the show and to Swan, um, you've come to the right place, folks. You really have. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm so excited for the show. I'm excited to kick it with my friends today and introduce you to uh, the world of Bitcoin in Latin America, if you're unfamiliar with it. Um, before we move on, a few more housekeeping items. What do we got? What do we got? Ah, for all the whales watching the show, yes, I see you over there uh, lounging in, in the deeps of the ocean, Mr. Mister Whale. Uh, you should know that we have Swan Private available as well. You can visit swanbitcoin.com slash private and let us help you on your journey. Swan Private guides corporations and high net worth individuals towards building generational wealth with Bitcoin. But a little secret... Uh, Bitcoin helps everyone build generational wealth. So you should buy some Bitcoin. Um, Even more exciting, we will be launching Swan Advisor Services this fall. Uh, This new platform will offer Bitcoin buying and custodial services for registered investment advisors. Okay, maybe that's not that exciting. For all you regular sat stackers out there, but if you know any registered investment advisors, send them our way. Now, before I bring in our guests, one last thing, you know what I'm going to say. Please hit that like button and hit subscribe. Doing so helps us get seen on YouTube and helps us grow the show so we can reach more people and help them see why Bitcoin is so special. Now, today, as I mentioned, we have got some very special guests I'm very excited to introduce them to you. We have Lucas Desi Ferreira. He's going pronou- to correct me on the pronunciation. Uh, he's an evangelist over at Lightning Labs. He's from Sao Paulo, Brazil. We've got Javier Bastardo, founder of Satoshi in Venezuela, in Caracas, and a swan as well. Uh, we might be joined by Yehudi Castro Sierra, the vice minister of digital economy in Colombia. He's on a tight time schedule, but I'm hoping he pops in a little bit later. And, of course, our community manager and th- our swan force freedom fighter, Camilla Campton, give me half a second. I'm going to unmute everybody and bring them in and then we are going to have possibly the most epic conversation about Bitcoin that you've ever witnessed. Okay. I just built up your hopes way too much.
1: Yeah. Bar is higher. Hey, hey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what's going on everybody? How are you doing on this fine Friday?
1: This feels like a family reunion right now for some reason. It's really cool.
0: And I'm like the uh, you know the gringo who doesn't speak Spanish well, and uh, you make fun of me when I'm not in the room. But it's okay, it's okay. Actually, not everyone here is a Spanish speaker. Oh no, wait, yeah, I... Lucas, you speak Spanish. It's just not your your first language. Yeah,
2: right? yeah, I don't speak perfect Spanish. I'm I'm, I'm like I'm more like you.
0: <laughs> eh, don't worry. Javier's from Venezuela, which means they don't speak sp- perfect Spanish either. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Maybe
3: if, if I'm from Chile, that they, they talk a really weird Spanish, but <laughs> in Venezuela, we talk a good Spanish. <laughs> Everyone's
0: Spanish is the best. Actually, all right. Nah, let's, let's now, uh, let's not talk about people who aren't in the room, okay? Everyone has nice <laughs> Spanish, uh, except for the Spaniards. Except for them, and they're, 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 they're stuck up fetas and all that stuff.
1: Exactly. We can't we can talk about whose Spanish is better and we can't talk about arepas. Those are the two rules for this episode. But that, can we
0: can we talk about that amazing Brazilian cheesy bread that I love so much?
2: Oh Yes, that we so can good. talk
1: about.
0: <laughs>
2: that stuff is the best. Okay. It is like tapioca, tapioca. oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah, we have amazing made food.
0: I, I get them, uh I get them frozen at Costco sometimes. I just keep them in the freezer, pop a few in the oven late at night. Oof. Nothing better. Uh, were, we, were we supposed to talk about Bitcoin? What are, what are we here to talk about?
2: <laughs> it all ties Bitcoin right? again. That's why I'm here.
0: <laughs> why don't we? Uh, why don't we go around the horn a little bit? Do some, 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 you know, basic intros. Um, Lucas, you were working at Paxful before, right? And now you're at Lightning Lab. So give us the give us the story there, and and tell us what you've been up to.
2: Yeah. Okay. I started like my career started already like working in crypto. You know, I'm saying crypto because I was not working in a Bitcoin-only company before. I started working for Repute, which is an Argentinian exchange. Uh, they were like expanding to Brazil, and I was their one of their first employees. Then I, I spent two years there and joined uh, Paxful. I spent almost a year there, and now I'm like I'm, I'm at Lightning Labs as a Lightning evangelist, like doing BD and community management.
0: I love that. Well, how, tell us about the evangelism. What, have you, uh, what are you working on? And, you know, what does a Lightning evangelist do? Okay,
2: yeah. Lightning Labs like, is a, you could say, BTD company, business to developer. So uh, some people ask me, are you uh, directly involved in El Salvador, like doing stuff there out on the ground? And we are not, like, we're not, like, directly involved because uh, you could say we are directly involved. But we are not, like, involved with the final, the end, the end person that, are, that is using Lightning. We are usually uh, helping the companies and the projects that are building on Lightning, and then they are going to reach billions of people for us. <laughs> billions of people for, like, uh, to uh, bring billions of people to Bitcoin.
0: Got it. And you are running a Node, I assume, Yes. Why haven't you opened the channel to me? I'm very offended. I'm very offended with this.
2: (laughs) I thought we were friends,
0: but uh, we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Um, Javier, you want to give us a little, uh, I think everybody here knows who you are, but maybe introduce yourself and uh, uh, tell us a little bit about what what you're up to with maybe Satoshi in Venezuela, and then uh, we'll move on to Camilla, and then we'll dive into the real meat of the conversation.
3: Nice. Uh, well, I'm Javier Bastardo. I'm talking with you from Caracas, Venezuela. I'm been working in the industry since 2017 when I started being a journalist. Right now, I'm doing mainly uh, things with Swan and also with Satoshi in Venezuela. That is an educational project here in Venezuela, and well, we are working toward. Uh, Bitcoin education through this uh, YouTube format, but also uh, sharing some knowledge uh, that is already wrote in English. We are translated it to Spanish, so people in our region could be uh, exposed to it more easy. That's what I'm doing right now.
0: Awesome. And uh, welcome to the show. Uh, do you go by Yehudi or... Yeah, going? Is, that's
4: good how is it going
0: uh, it's going great we're, we're happy to have you here and uh, excited to be uh talking bitcoin um we were just kind of nice. going around doing intros so i don't know if you know everyone but to my right to my, no to my left your right i don't know anyway <laughs> her right there that's <laughs> camilla she works over at swan are one of our community ma- our, our community manager we've got lucas from lightning labs here uh we've got javier bastardo from satoshi in venezuela all diehard Bitcoiners. Um, And it would be great if you could actually introduce yourself to the audience real quick. And then we can kind of dive into the conversation. And I I know your time is limited. So if you have uh, a time constraint, let us know. And we can kind of work around it.
4: It's fine. It's fine. We we will find a way. So Jajui Castro, Jay Castro's on Twitter. And they have Bitcoiner also, I would say. I have like a a technical background and and that's how I got to know like Bitcoin. Um, Also work for the, used to work for the government like full-time first as as vice minister. Uh, That was like three years ago, then as advisor to the president. And that was full-time position. And now I'm in the private sector in a startup here called La house that is soon to become a bitcoin company you will see and it's soon to become also um an unicorn here in colombia i'm pretty sure so that's all good and i i i do like bitcoin very much i i also have a note so please open a channel with me
1: (laughs) (laughs) there you go (laughs) thank
0: We're going to make it happen, don't worry. I was just shaming Lucas because Lucas uh, has not opened one to me either, but we're going to fix that. We'll make it happen. <laughs> nice.
2: It's it because like, right. I I'm a newbie and you're a pro. I would like mess up your 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 channel management and your
0: <laughs> I'm uh I mean I haven't been doing it that long and I have taken the approach of uh, I call it the lazy approach. I don't really do rebalancing my channels very often. I kind of just, I'll adjust my fees and I'll let the channels kind of do their own thing, you know.
2: But is it really the beginner approach? I would say uh, if you're managing fees instead of rebalancing all the time, you're actually uh, pretty advanced.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess yeah, semi advanced. I'll, I'll adjust my fees, but I, I don't really do circular rebalancing too often. It's just too much of a pain in the ass, basically. <laughs> um, but let's talk, let's talk Bitcoin, in Latin America. So we're all from different places. I'm not from Latin America, but and am and my corazones are Latino. Um, and I think everything that we talk about kind of has to be set against the stage of what's happened in El Salvador. You know, as we all know, El Salvador has made bitcoin legal tender. Um, they've started mining using uh geothermal energy. There's going to be a big Lightning conference coming up I know I know a couple of us will be going to. Um still very much, you know, the experimental phase, but exciting nonetheless, you know, and especially with what what's happened down at Bitcoin Beach and you know I was lucky enough to go down there and check it out and um you know for anyone who doesn't know what Bitcoin Beach is it's basically a community that um sprung up um well it was always there but basically a bunch of people in the community started pushing bitcoin and educating people about bitcoin and they have a, a a circular economy of sorts where people are actually using bitcoin And when i went there i went to buy some pupusas and in walks a group of kids who are 10 12 years old they pull out their smartphone they use lightning to buy cornmeal to take home to their parents and it was you know it's, it's incredible to see so it is really happening despite uh, what some people might be saying, you know, or the pushback in certain areas of the country, but it's happening. So against that sort of backdrop, um, the reason I wanted to do the show because I wanted to hear what's going on um, in other places in Latin America where Bitcoin might uh, might be happening sooner than later. Um, So why don't we talk a bit about Colombia? Um, what I'd love to know, and, and Camilla and Yehudi, you can both provide, you know, some, some color to this is, you know, first, you know, how is Bitcoin perceived in Colombia? I'd love to kind of understand how, you know, politicians see it, how regular people see it. You know, when someone says Bitcoin in, in, in on the streets of Medellin,
4: like, what's the reaction? <laughs> uh, Yehudi, why don't we go to you first? Cool. So it's, it's pretty well known, I, I will say. Uh, so in local bitcoins if you see the volume uh, of peer-to-peer transactions colombia is like number three and so there is a lot of of interest on bitcoin regarding the politicians you, you see like everything uh, you, you will find people that doesn't know what it is people that use use it for political reasons without understanding it or not even bitcoin they just throw the name crypto and yeah. some of the people of the community like uh, fall on this trap that we we, we 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 cannot speak more on that because i i, I saw the, the tweet that that with that Camila wrote and i agree um and But the the regulatory aspect that maybe is the most important and the one I have been involved, and I am still involved because I am still like in the evaluator committee of of that sandbox, um, is the one like sending the the correct signals, in my opinion. While some countries um, last year were banning Bitcoin, uh, like a lot of troubles in India, you saw in, in, in Turkey, also in Nigeria, Colombia, Took the decision of creating a sandbox. What is a sandbox? It's like a control environment for regulatory innovation. So there are no decisions about this is forbidden or this is amazing. Just let uh, the the innovation, let the innovation happen. That these companies come uh, and uh, work together with the company uh, with the government in order to make if it makes sense, like the changes in the regulations that allows the people, because again, I come back to this uh, data about peer-to-peer transaction, there is a lot of interest of the people. So there is there is the, the need or the pain, if, if you want to say it that way. Uh, and yes, you you, you see it on, on social media, you see it everywhere. And thanks to the Sandbox, this is also becoming like um, mainstream in, in, in the, in the traditional media, you can see on the news that they are speaking about this, what it means, and and so on and so forth. That's like my, my first reaction to the topic. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering also,
0: I, mean, I I don't know if you can speak to this, but when El Salvador made Bitcoin legal tender, you know what was the the reaction among politicians and among the political community? You know, were they paying attention? Did they see it as something serious, or were you know, and sort of what is the you know the What's the current state of legislation among politicians? Like, are there is anyone trying to make a similar push in in a real credible way?
4: There is no a lot of attention. They, I I mean, yeah, I because I am like in the ecosystem. I of course knew about it, but like your random politician that I'm not considered to be one of them, Mm -hmm. and they they know or probably still doesn't know, and. with with the time, maybe they are getting more interesting because one interesting fact, and is that Colombian banks own more than sixty percent of the banks in El Salvador, and, and and they need to transact in Bitcoin now, so they are raising questions to the yeah. central bank, to a regulator, to everyone about this topic. So. Uh, the, the, these banks already were like in the sandbox, so th- ha- they had some interest, but now they, they must uh, like get into, into the topic. So um, the reaction by politicians, they, they don't understand it very well, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So So Let there's a possible
2: like side effect of uh El Salvador and Colombia because all these banks in Colombia, they, they already need because to... of the
4: banks and also the airline for instance Avianca,
2: Avianca. They, they,
4: they they now need to receive bitcoins so they are asking these kind of questions and and and, and probably most importantly the banks mm-hmm. you the biggest banks in El Salvador yeah
2: if they already built the infrastructure for for, for doing that in El Salvador they can just like and they are going the
4: to see that it works that's my hope it's really interesting to consider the
0: sort of spillover effects you know i i when we first heard about el salvador i didn't really think about that and you know now i get to laugh about the fact that you know tesla and el salvador has to accept bitcoin right you know um and everyone's buying coffee at mcdonald's with lightning you know it's it's uh it's pretty incredible to see so we'll see what happens we'll see what happens um why don't we move on a bit to venezuela because javier looks bored javier are you bored?
3: Are you sick and tired no, of talking I, about Bitcoin? I, I'm not are, you, bored. are you gonna become a,
0: a Dash maximalist now? Is that what's happening?
3: <laughs> no, no, I'm not bored. I, I'm sharing the, the conversation on Twitter, uh, trying to yes. get people to join us. I, I think that Venezuela is pretty linked to what is happening in Colombia since our economy is uh, destroyed, as you may know, uh, and many of our uh, migrants flee to Colombia we have a deep economical relation that it is historical but the depreciation of the Bolivar have made that Colombians find not that useful to come to Venezuela but the Venezuelans going there and working there and sending money to their families are connecting really deep our economies and I think that the other thing that I find uh, curious between our two countries is that many of the uh, like Ponzi schemes or um, yeah, the the things that are uh, open scams that are trying to steal people's money are more popular there than they are here and they may start working here but then move to Colombia or vice versa that we have this kind of relationship sharing these other uh, problems that are linked to all the Bitcoin stuff because these scams are trying to uh, talk about Bitcoin as if they are Bitcoin related but it is just a fate. And in the Colombian case in particular. I think that the dollarization have made the the Bitcoin adoption uh, gets lower, and we are not seeing things like the sandbox that Yahudi mentioned, nor any kind of thing like that. And we also have this pseudo shitcoin that is the it is not even a cheat coin; it is a pseudo thing, and the approach is totally different. And as we are talking with Camila in the Bitcoin and Español show that we have with other Bitcoiners around the the region, I think that the approach in Colombia is really particular. We uh, discussed it with people from Chile. We had uh, Lucas from to talk about Brazil and people from El Salvador and from other countries and. Uh, you see that this is a really particular uh, scenario happening right now in Colombia. So in Venezuela, I think that our meme moment, like when I knew uh, Brey we were the very popular meme, uh, Venezuela like will be fixed by beat and stuff like that. I think that that moment just passes and the narrative is obviously around El Salvador. But all the countries in the region are trying to figure out how to uh, connect to this new thing that is happening. And Colombia is doing uh, very interesting work right now. In Venezuela, where well, we are still using Bitcoin. I'm a Bitcoin maximalist myself, but I think that the dollarization have made the people uh, going more to use stable coins. I think that Tether is a big winner right now in, in the country that are using use it through Binance that is full custody and people is not holding any kind of keys, but well, what is what we have right now? Hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I used to work for an for Argentina exchange, as I said, and, and there in Argentina, I, I believe uh, there's a lot, a lot of uh, traction for a stable coins too. Although there, I think uh, they also have a lot of uh, die because MakerDAO team is there. And, mm-hmm you have to see because exchanges are pushing that, but uh, I'm I'm not sure about that, but stablecoins are are huge there in Argentina.
0: It is interesting to see. I mean, what's a little disappointing to me is the fact that, you know, even in a country like Buenos Aires, oh, sorry, Argentina, (laughs) um, where, you know, they've experienced massive inflation before and they're rarely primed for Bitcoin. You'd think that folks would want to hold their own keys, that custody would be something that just makes sense. And maybe for some people it does. But, you know, I think we need... uh, Javier, I think what we really need is a Satoshi in Medellin, a Satoshi in Buenos Aires, a Satoshi in (laughs) Sao Paulo. I think you need to expand, my friend, okay? Your organization has done really well, and now it's time to spread the wings and expand across all of South America, all right?
1: Well, this is why the education... aspect. The education aspect is so important. And one of the reasons why we started our show Bitcoin in Espanol is because we have to be able to have more of these conversations. Obviously, with what happened with El Salvador has been a big push uh, to kind of see what is going on. But there still needs to be so much work done in terms of educating people and just like the normal day to day citizen about what this is and what it could be. So it's a huge journey ahead. for
2: for sure yeah I I see leave believe it in the comments and uh this week on Wednesday we did a lightning uh, lightning Labs Twitter spaces uh about running a node on in espanol Entonces, <laughs> yeah that's that's what we were trying to do like educate people about Bitcoin all over Latin America
0: it's really nice to see, especially the the lightning uh, the lightning push that's happening. Um, before we, I, I do want to kind of dive into lightning, but I think it's important to also talk about sort of I don't know how to how do I describe this differentiate differentiating you know truth from fiction when it comes to Bitcoin and politics and things like that. And you know the 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 main example that I, I kind of want to bring up is what's happening in Brazil right now. So I'm going to bring up um a tweet from lucas from the other day because the other day you know a bunch of accounts on twitter were saying oh look you know brazil is making bitcoin legal tender this is so exciting and you know i've learned not to trust twitter and so immediately i sent a message to lucas said lucas is this bullshit (laughs) he said yep Uh, so (laughs) (laughs) i
2: think like especially when it comes to latin america uh Maybe or maybe not especially. Maybe that's just because we're here and we we know when it's bullshit. Uh, I I talk about it with uh, Javier too. Like a lot of bullshit about Venezuela all the time too. Uh, I don't know. Like, can't you just like do what Bracky did? Like call a friend and <laughs> call a Brazilian friend. And is it bullshit or is it a, is it something I can share or <laughs> or or check with some journalists in Brazil? Uh, there was this uh, fake news spreading up, like, uh, about this this bill proposal in Brazil. Uh, this bill proposal by Audio Ribeiro, uh, it, it started, like, this, this the, the draft started in 2015, so it's a, an old law uh, that he started. And in the beginning, it was, like, a really messy law, like, comparing uh, cryptocurrencies with... Uh, how, how can you say that like flying programs like the uh when you in
3: espanol or
0: in portuguese the
2: miles programs like the oh ah, okay miles, miles, like, uh, points so yeah yeah point systems it was yeah. putting all this all this stuff in the same bucket uh it was a really fight uh, from from our community and its changes uh for this lot not to be the worst thing for, for Brazil. Uh and like in the speech like from Audio Ribeiro, it feels like it really feels like he is really proposing something more similar to what El Salvador is proposing the proposed. But like top is cheap, no? You need to look at what he wrote in the law. And uh like audio uh, great, did a great job in like knowing exactly how uh, what to say and to, to feel like he was a, a, an ally but he's not and like he's saying like oh now bitcoin now you can uh, buy mcdonald's and blah 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 with bitcoin you could also you could already like it's not something that was forbidden like i think brazil as maybe most democracies what is not illegal is legal so mm-hmm. uh there weren't any laws uh for forbidding bitcoin or using bitcoin to pay for stuff so if people are willing to accept bitcoin for payments you would be able to pay for, for, for that for those stuff anyway and if you look at the law there's no like like no mention of legal tender like that that was never even in the discussions uh, and not even like not even like commerce or that's not in the law. If you look at the law, what's 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 doing is uh, making exchanges need non-exchanges will need a license. They will need to be regulated by some some uh, some someone in the government. So it's almost like New York license uh, is approved, and then journalists in Latin America say, "Oh, now uh, Bitcoin is legal tender in New York." No, nothing to do. That's nothing nothing to do with with legal tender. And it's also uh, another thing the law is doing is uh, if you're doing uh, money laundry or appearance schemes with crypto, uh, by the way, Bitcoin is not even mentioned in the law, it's always crypto assets or crypto crypto tokens. Bitcoin is not, not even mentioned. I don't so, know what
0: those are, to be honest. Um, anyway, what?
2: go on, yeah, I don't know what those are. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's also like If you're doing money laundering or payment schemes with crypto assets, uh, your punishment will be bigger than normal payment schemes. That that doesn't even make sense. Like if you're doing payment schemes, that's bad. If you're doing money laundering, that's bad. And not because you're using crypto. And so the punishment shouldn't be worse if you're using crypto. So I don't see a lot of like this. This thing like uh, exchanges needing to get a license and registering. It's it's just more of a bureaucracy for them. So I don't see a lot of benefits of this law and for sure nothing, nothing, really nothing even close to Brazil uh, making Bitcoin legal tender.
0: Got it. Um, So I actually forgot um, there's something else about Colombia that we wanted to touch on, but before we do that, uh, (laughs) I'm just like moving us back and forth in this conversation, Um, Lucas, can you share a bit like what is the Bitcoiner community like down down in um, uh, in Brazil? I mean, how did you find Bitcoin there? And you know, is it could you is it comparable to anywhere else like the US, like the U.S. or you know what? are your general kind of takeaways? Yeah,
2: I, I think it's comparable comparable with U.S. in the sense that we have a more a lot more people in on it because just speculating than really people understanding it. Although we had also hyper, hyperinflation in the past, I think we forgot. Was in the 80s 90s so we forgot Short about movies. it yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh although our currency currently is not the best like it's not great but compared to with our, with, our uh, with argentina venezuela and some other countries in latin america it's kind of a stable currency <laughs> so uh for example when uh when uh, after covid and all those things like we had one of the Biggest devaluations uh, compared to the rest of the world, but people here don't uh, understand that. Oh, this is inflation, or people printing money, or no? It's just like oh, or, 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 or either because of COVID or because some temporary uh, political instability, but that that will come back later. Like we'll we'll, we'll have a a, a currency that, that we won't devaluate all forever. So people don't have this understanding of uh how currencies have currencies actually work I've noticed I've noticed (laughs) so we have a lot of speculators like if we go like to Bitcoin as an investment you you could even say like yesterday or today I don't remember uh our central bank president was in the BIS like the Bank of International Settlements saying like Bitcoin Brazil uh if, if, if it is to be regulated it's more like for investment and not for being a currency or something like that so it's perceived more as an investment mm-hmm. uh, we have like ETFs in Brazil we can buy Bitcoin the traditional stock market like the traditional stock exchange uh, we have a lot of exchanges but people are also trying to buy shit coins and trying to get rich and trying to to find the next Bitcoin and all those things that happen everywhere and we also have a lot of pyramid schemes. like here in Brazil we had a history of people uh, putting uh, money in their, in a lot of Ponzi schemes that allegedly were uh, investing in Bitcoin. Uh, so yeah, not like not not really close to a country that is going to make Bitcoin legal tender or have Bitcoin daily. daily Damn day. it,
0: Lucas. Okay, you need to get into politics. You need to run for president. Same with Javier. Okay, Javier for president of Venezuela, and we can make this happen. All right, guys.
1: I think. But that- I think- Brecky wanted us to come here to be like, yes, Breki, all Latin America is on board. They're gonna all make- I mean, really of course fun. I <laughs>
0: wanted that, but I knew I was realistic. I knew it wasn't gonna happen, but you know, baby steps, okay? I yeah. could, hold on. I want to put myself <laughs> on the Brazilian, what is it, a real? real? Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, let's go to something more fun, or at least I think it's fun. Uh, Camilla, can you tell us about your little tweet storm while I queue up some waterfalls in the background and let's talk about mining with waterfalls, how that might work and (laughs) if it's just a pipe dream or not. (laughs) Let me find that tweet of yours.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it was just funny because same thing what happened with the Brazilian news. It's kind of a headline that started to pick up and then you have Bitcoin be like, oh, yes, this is awesome. But then it's like, wait, we actually have to take a step back, actually read the article and not just believe a sensational headline. And so I was just pretty much saying that I'm super, super intrigued by this because of the whole political aspect. And we know how politicians are. They're very smart and especially when they're trying to campaign so they're trying to figure out all these buzzwords that are going to help kind of get attention into whatever campaign they're trying to run so this guy is a current senator in colombia and he's actually running for the presidential election next year and so he's basically just starting to use terms cryptocurrency in his language and just trying to take a very i think lazy approach and just seeing what's happening with El Salvador and trying to see like, oh, how can I use what's going on over there to kind of pick up popularity here? So it was just me being like, huh this is interesting. It's just funny how politicians are going to start using the buzzword Bitcoin, because that's actually what it's going to become, not only in Colombia, but we see it here in the United States as well, just politicians starting to pick up these buzzwords and trying to talk about it like, yes, they know about it. Yes, I can make a great change with Bitcoin. But then it's like we have to take a step back and actually look at their political agenda and if it even aligns with what they're trying to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, let's talk about this, though, because I think it's a common thing for politicians to use whatever they have at their disposal to continue being politicians. Right. And El Salvador is kind of interesting because it seems like a president has actually given up some power for the benefit of his people in some ways. Right. You know, that's kind of what happens when you embrace Bitcoin. You have to kind of give yourself over to it and trust that, you know, this system of rules and not rulers will actually benefit you and and your people. Um, So I wonder, you know, could this happen with other politicians? Will other politicians kind of fall into this, this trap, if you want to, if you will, you know, it's almost a trap. It's a trap of, I don't know, a positive trap, you know, it's a trap that ends up with, you know, people benefiting. So, how do we get to politicians? How do we convince them that Bitcoin is where they should actually focus their their attention, and that you know giving up some of their power to something like Bitcoin is actually a good thing? Is that another of one of my, one of my wishful thinking pipe dreams, or is that something that we can <laughs> you know we can actually do by lobbying politicians, by educating them, by I don't know. Maybe we have to wait and, and wait five years for El Salvador to become Wakanda, and then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then other politicians will say, oh, well, maybe I should do that.
4: I don't know. Let me give you my, my opinion on that, on, on, on what Camilla just mentioned. Um, this is happening. This is going to still happen because the community is fa- failing for it. Uh, and, and we need education on this. Don't get so excited because someone mentioned, no, even Bitcoin. That was crypto the 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 thing with the waterfall that was ridiculous and and you just with a three minute research you you see that the the main proposal of the guy the last year has been that the government must print to get out of the COVID crisis Uh, so that's that's exactly the the the, the opposite of, of, of the bitcoin mindset so if he really want to do something with crypto not bitcoin because he mentioned that is something that he can control and print like the petro in venezuela i will not be surprised by the way that's the name of the guy so that would be very on brand and it's the name guy is yes his yes. name is
1: petro yeah
4: and, and, and the guy was economical advisor of charles so come on guys we, we can mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is not for for, 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 for the people hearing this but on Twitter, you, you, you saw some of our excitement. I actually was, was talking with Alex Glanstein mm-hmm. and, and, and and he's so interested in human rights. So come on, don't don't get on the side on the Chavista guy. That doesn't make any sense. And don't believe that he's going to get into Bitcoin without reading the article. If, if, if we are more rigorous with this, we sent uh, we don't give the incentive to, to them to, to behave like this. I think that the billing uh, in Paraguay was something similar. Uh, so um, the, 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 the way to actually do it, I think politicians don't, don't, don't care about Bitcoin, I think because it's Bitcoin. Uh, but if they start seeing like the benefit, like for instance, the case in El Salvador with remittances, 26 percent of the GDP in remittances and they take a cut uh, like the Western unions of the world that's something that they can hear and and it's very like started small this is something that happened in Salvador. actually the project uh, was a success a, a very small project before the the politicians start paying attention. So yeah, that's that, that are my my two thoughts for this topic. <laughs> that was Hudi,
0: we, we were you know you're you're new to the show, you're new to my radar, and you know if I'm being honest, I was talking to Camilla, I was like, is this guy is he a Bitcoiner? What's his deal? It, and Camilla was like, I think he's toxic. I said, really? <laughs> and uh, and you just said my two sats. So well. Uh, <laughs> One of us, one of us, one <laughs> of us.
4: Yeah, I, I might be a little bit toxic, that's correct. It's he, yes.
1: Colombian, it's in our blood, you know, to be a little toxic.
4: <laughs> okay, guys, I need to, to jump to another meeting. But it was great, great being here. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks for having us. We'll open up a channel later.
4: Sure, bye-bye. Yeah,
0: let me pull him out. All right. That was fun
1: yeah it was interesting for sure and you know as a as a colombian immigrant it's very easy for me to not be as connected obviously as the people that are living in the country and stuff but when it comes to this petro guy this politician there is a lot of fear right now because the sentiment is that if this guy gets elected it's going to be going down the same path as venezuela so it's like a very slippery slope um and so of course you know just read into that guy's background and see what (laughs) what we're dealing with but yeah i just feel like we have to be very vigilant with like the type of news that we're spreading because it would be amazing if it was true right but we also have to be careful of who we're hyping up and who we're giving the attention to because they're they're gonna feed off of that power somehow and have influence
0: we, as Bitcoiners, we have this habit of, of kind of doing that, of, of <laughs> wanting to say one of us, one of us without actually knowing, you know, because it is, you know, it's exciting. Like even the day when like one that really stuck out to me was like the day uh, JK Rowling like was tweeting about Bitcoin. Everyone just <laughs> like, ah, but you know, she obviously not a Bitcoiner and, you know, it, it was unimportant the next day. So we need to do our due
3: diligence as Bitcoiners always. Um, I think that this already happened with Bukele when he mm-hmm. jumped to the Nick's space. I was there at the start because Nick was asking for people that uh, know Spanish since he wasn't uh, published the law in mm-hmm. English yet and we, are, we were connect- commenting on the seventh article that is that that was more polemic all about the law and uh, the the comments was uh, really uh, incisive and criticizing that point but after Bukele joined it the the conversation totally changed to something more like i don't know like adulante no sé cómo cómo se como se diria en inglés como more uh, I, I don't know like like if if you how if you need uh, to convince the politicians to be one of us like if it's not enough uh, bitcoin to convince anybody to jumping because it is the right thing to do the right thing to do if only people would just think about what is the right thing to
0: do and do it more often
1: <laughs> well there's a lot of pressure with these with these big guys right and when we started having the conversation with the President of El Salvador and stuff, it's like, you know, we just need to keep these people accountable as citizens, like challenge mm-hmm. them and stuff. We're in an era where a lot of these politicians are on Twitter, you know, where you can actually send messages, connect with them and and challenge them. It's like, okay, you really are talking about Bitcoin. Please tell me more. You he's, know like, He's not a politician, by the way.
0: He's oh, not no, not that guy. He's, he's the mas cool dictador del mundo, remember? Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like we need to realize that we have a lot of power with our voices in this day and age. And we can actually make it very beneficial for us as Bitcoiners to mm-hmm. make sure that we keep these people accountable. Like Brady in the Swan Signal Live that he did, he was talking to two politicians. And he was hitting them with hard questions where he, they had to say, you know... I honestly don't know how to answer it, and that's okay. But you're planting a seed in their heads. It's mm-hmm. like you should actually start thinking about this because this, as Bitcoiners, is what we actually care about and the issues that we're going to be, you know, fighting towards.
0: What's well, also hard, um, not hard, but maybe hard to get across, and I think it's just a, it's a mental shift that that many of us have already had, but people who don't understand Bitcoin haven't quite gotten there yet. Is that in a Bitcoinized world? You know, yes, Bitcoin is not abundant. Bitcoin is scarce. But in a world built on that sort of scarcity, we would have abundance. Like, your country, like, let's say that Bukele is as good as he could possibly be and he's not a dictator and everything's, he's doing everything he possibly can to be a good president, whatever. Let's just assume that for this hypothetical conversation. El Salvador stands to gain tremendously. The people of El Salvador stand to gain tremendously, you know it's and it's if you think about it from uh, the pov of of the president or from salvadorans it's a selfish move and that's okay you know it's almost like this enlightened form of selfishness where by supporting bitcoin you're not only just doing well for yourself but you're doing well for everyone else and i think for getting people to to kind of understand that is is difficult but not undoable just difficult mm.
2: if bitcoin can just like Lower the time preference of all the citizens of El Salvador is a huge set. Like, if you if you talk to Mike Peterson from Bitcoin mm-hmm. Beach, he he would he said that people in El started uh, lowering their, their their time preference once once they started using Bitcoin day to day because usually they had like money in the pockets, cash, and uh, they were uh, using that money, the, 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 all the, the all the money that they were uh, earning. But now that they have Bitcoin, they start realizing like I think bukele even tweeted about that. Like if, mm-hmm. if those that uh were on on the 21 or something already have like thirty-five or I don't want I don't know how much percent uh in profit, like with their thirty dollars of Bitcoin.
0: What is it? Uh, numero Sube, how do you say number go up in Spanish?
1: Numero sube. <laughs>
0: numero sube. That sounds cooler in Spanish, honestly. It really does. You
1: ever think so? <laughs> Javier's like, like, no. Uh, Recky, stop trying to make
0: English words into Spanish.
3: Just stop, no, We Javier have a remember? section yeah. in the show in Spanish to translate the, the slang, the Bitcoin slang to Spanish. And there are many that sounds awful. <laughs> Wait, hold on a
0: second. Hold on a second. You have this on the show. Why haven't you? Should I should be on this show doing really yes. bad oh. translations to make everyone laugh. Okay, that would be hilarious. All right. I'm slightly yeah, Okay, offended.
1: okay, frecky. So how would you translate? I am embarazado
0: lightning? that you have not had me on the show yet,
1: it's actually. Hey. Okay. <laughs> <You're
0: fraggers? laughs> <I'm>, uh, <laughs> what? No, I'm embarrassed.
1: Becky, <laughs> how would you translate Lightning Network in Spanish?
0: Oh, that's a... I don't know. How do you say Lightning in Spanish? Hmm. Google Translate? <laughs> translate? Relâmpago. Yeah, I don't like that word. Exactly. And it's fine, but.
1: And and lightning network network is like red relampago. So it doesn't sound as cool as lightning network. So we decided to keep it lightning network.
0: Mm. Okay. All right. Relampago. Relampago. Yeah. I'm going to think about that one. I'm going to think about that one. (laughs) Uh, Alrighty, folks. It is Friday. Javier is still bored.
1: <laughs> and, uh, yeah.
0: I know he's got some evangelizing to do. He's got some people to teach about Bitcoin. So maybe maybe we, we can wrap it up unless anyone else wants to dive into any other topics. <laughs> no,
2: can, can, we, can we just like end with some more... I'm, I'm listening to some Samba music.
0: Some Samba music? Did you say Samba? Did I hear Samba music?
2: No, no. Echo. I'm listening to my voice back. But... mm. I'm hearing my voice okay now it's good uh just for for us to end in a more optimistic uh way like and forget about politicians uh although i said uh brazil is more uh, speculation and stuff uh, i I'm, I'm i see like a growing community of really bitcoiners and people using bitcoin and and, and also people that were not into bitcoin but uh now 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 they are because of all this lightning stuff that are popping up the games like if you go to the zabity Twitter and you you scroll it a little bit you, you you're like is it a brazilian company because, although they have a lot of brazilian employees but uh <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> a lot of the retweets are from brazilians that are playing counter-strike go and earning SADS, and now they can pay their bills, like some young people uh and also uh, this week, I, I I I found out that some guy is trying to start a Bitcoin beach in Brazil, like in in Ceará. So uh, he's he's now like just like trying to convince some merchants and some friends. Like like forty or fifty people have Lightning wallets now, and he's running on all and stuff. Like it's starting small, but Bitcoin beach in Alzons also started small with with this grassroots uh, bootstrapping. Mm-hmm. So uh i think like all these things like games and uh, they, they have a, a huge potential like brazil has a lot of gamers it's one, one of the biggest gaming community in the world so uh let's see how this we, we were talking about el salvador which is like uh, from the top like adoption let's see how the from the do, from the bottom adoption will be and that's what what makes me more optimistic
0: I didn't want to talk about counter-strike because i'm so bad at it so thank you for bringing that up but no you're right uh i'm so bullish on bitcoin gaming It is like it's i think it's going to change the world there are so many gamers there's so many people who love to game and like play to earn is just a massive untapped market that i think is going to grow massively over the next couple of years so super excited about that uh if anyone's interested in that check out mint gox and zebedee um i host i co-host some of their their streams every now and then they're a lot of fun go play counter-strike um not against me because you'll win every time but uh it's a lot of fun
2: i'll probably lose I, i'm even worse no,
3: <laughs> well, I, let's... i'm suck. i'm i'm suck at gaming too but uh, we're uh, launching a bot to do p2p exchange through lightning and it is in your telegram chat so you can check it it is in spanish so if you are a spanish uh, english speaker you can translate it but uh, it's to uh, like uh, finish the episode with a more positive uh, thinking well we are trying to build the tools that we find that could be useful because it is without kyc we don't have any kind of custody on your funds. Mm-hmm. it works using hold invoice that is a kind of new technology that is in lightning so we are just using the tools you can also join to many different groups we have a Spanish group, but there are many other Spanish group talking about Bitcoin, trying to share the knowledge that we are. Uh, I mean, like you can talk with Bitcoin about Bitcoin with anybody around there, and if they find it useful, they will find many resources to learn more. There is no any kind of uh, need of convince the politicians. We can build it by ourselves.
0: Shit, Javier, was this a depressing episode? I thought this was kind of a fun, exciting episode, but you guys are like, "Oh, let's uh, let's end on a positive note."
1: <sighs> I think I think it's just because I feel like we kind of let you down, Becky.
0: <laughs> you didn't let me down.
1: But you know, hey. like yeah, these are the conversations that are they're that really important, and I love conversations like this because sometimes with Bitcoiners here in America, we're just kind of like, "It's happening here," and in El Salvador. And that's it, you know, but there's so much with Bitcoin going on all over the world. So it's super exciting to be able to have these type of conversations. And even if we feel like a country is really far from big Bitcoin adoption, it's still an amazing opportunity for us to start working towards that and helping people understand Bitcoin. That's like the mission. And we're all doing it in our own way. So I think that's really cool.
0: Javier, I'm still amazed by what what you've done, man. I mean, what? When did you start Satoshi in Venezuela? Two years ago, or is it three years ago now?
3: Yes, no, two years ago. We uh, our birthday was uh, the 5th of October, mm-hmm. so we are going to make some things to surprise our community. But I, I'm I'm really nervous. I want to do re- in real life meetups. This uh, online thing is really cool, and I'm really grateful to connect with people around the world. But I think that it will have a more important impact in the ground, in in at least in Caracas, because I traveled around other cities, and it is not as positive as you may think. Yeah. But at least in Caracas, so I think I think that I want to to have this thing with the COVID out and going and do meetups, like 10 meetups a week. <laughs> 10 meetups a week? <laughs> wow. No, 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 just, just game, but maybe five, something like yeah. that, like every day, uh, meeting with the people and trying to share the... Bitcoin information that they need if they if you're a developer we can connect you with developers that I already know and If you are trying to find a work uh, in a Bitcoin company trying to connect you with something. So In in real life, uh, meetups are important community building is important in, in that way
0: 100% one day one day I will come down and I will have the arepas, and then I'll go to Colombia, and I'll will f- see that the Venezuelan ones are better. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Wow, <laughs> you know I just have some empanadas, Brecky, and we'll and we'll call it a day. Or I'll go right. and then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when are you coming for the Punishcation?
0: <laughs> Oof, uh, you know what? I think this sounds like Brecky's got to do a full South American tour. That's what's got to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe oh you know what I'll do is I'll start down in Tierra del Fuego I'll get a motorcycle and I'll just I'll do like a Brecky motorcycle diaries it'll be great let's yeah. do that let's I'll, do and I meet Javier and we'll we'll do five meetups a day and uh, it's gonna be wonderful
2: yeah let's do some meetups in Brazil too I, I actually started like a, a project last year to do meetups but then I just did one and COVID started
0: <laughs> I just thought of a good business idea for Brazil so you know how. Uh, the the sun is so strong at the beaches and nobody likes putting on sunscreen. Let's be honest, right? Nobody likes to do that. It's a pain. You get all greasy. Blah, blah, blah. You start a business where you accept lightning sats to sunscreen people. Yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> smart.
2: smart. Yeah,
0: anyway, <laughs> folks, um, <laughs> don't do that, but yeah, I don't know. Go out and start your Bitcoin business, but, um, I just want to thank you all for joining us today. It's been a good one. Um, I'm very excited, very excited to hear about Javier's 30 meetups a day. Um, it's going to be very difficult. 40, 40 meetups a day, 50, I don't know. Javier, go do your meetups. Check in with us again. Lucas, congratulations again on joining Lightning. Super excited about that. I want to hear more about your Lightning evangelism as time goes by. Uh, I expect you to open a channel to me very soon. Otherwise, I will be very uh, embarazado. Um, and Camilla, you're awesome. Keep doing what you do.
1: Oh, we love you.
0: I think that's all I got today. Any any closing closing words, closing thoughts from the peanut gallery?
2: I I don't know if that makes any sense for the rest of Latin America because I learned with Argentinians like with uh, porteños, pero vamos, pibe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And also for the
1: people. Yes. For the people. I don't know
3: how to say that in, in Venezuelan slangs, but I, I understood it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bitcoin connects all the slangs. That's good.
1: Same, same.
3: <laughs> Camilla, did you have something to add or no?
1: Oh, I just wanted to say an invitation to the people who haven't checked out our Bitcoin in Espanol show. We have it every single Monday. We have 16 episodes now, Javier, or 17. I lost count. But it's been an Holy amazing day. journey. <laughs> yes, it's been an amazing journey, just traveling through Latin America, meeting Bitcoiners from all over. So, if you want a more extensive conversation of the one we had today on Song Lounge, you can go check it out in the Song Signal channel on YouTube. Uh,
2: uh, Javier, Javier está diciendo, vamos chamos, vamos chamos. chamos. Sí? Oh,
3: pana. vamos panas, también podría ser.
2: In
1: Colombian, vamos,
3: parceros. I think in L.A. we say, (laughs)
0: órale.
2: Let's fucking go. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) There we go.
0: Let's go, Bitcoiners. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend, and we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Go sign up for SWAN. Go sign up for SWAN Force. SWANBitcoin.com slash enlist. (sighs) That's all I got. Bye, everybody. On behalf of the SWAN team, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of SWAN Lounge, the SWAN Signal podcast. It's fun to join us live on the YouTube broadcast at youtube.com swansignal Head over there, subscribe, and turn on notifications. We have a lot of fun in the live chat, and we often work in some questions from listeners. SWAN Signal is a production of SWAN Bitcoin at swanbitcoin.com. The best way to accumulate Bitcoin. Follow us on Twitter at SWANBitcoin and subscribe to the podcast at swansignalpodcast.com.